Hey boys, welcome to today's episode of The Crewcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bob Strollers. Do you hate the tiny umbrella strollers that have the little plastic wheels that are so hard to push and they're bumpy and they're just like you're arched over on your back trying to push the baby? Then you need a Bob jogging stroller. Bob bobbing jogging strollers have great suspension, are easy to push, and have great utility in storage space. They fold up nice. They can even fit in the trunk of your car. They work great on trails, and they're very durable. Look for a Bob Stroller today on Facebook Marketplace or get one new. Bob Strollers. All right, today's episode, I want to talk about encryption. This is something that I think is interesting. Encryption, we use it and hear about it all the time like with our with the internet and computers and i think it'd just be cool to like give a little bit of a basics of what encryption is and where it's used um so to start off like the earliest known encryption is what's called like a caesar cipher so cipher means a way to encrypt information like so that someone else if they read it, they don't know what it says. So a Caesar cipher is like really basic. It's named after Julius Caesar because apparently he used a similar thing with the Latin alphabet. But a Caesar cipher is where you slide you slide the alphabet down a few characters, right? So let's say um, you slide each letter down four places. So instead of an A, you'd go down four places, A, B, C, D. You'd have a D instead of an A. Instead of a B, you'd have an E. You'd replace all the Bs with Es, and so on and so forth. That's called a Caesar cipher. That's like the most basic. So apparently, yeah, Julius Caesar used to use that. So did so as other people. That one's pretty easy to break, though, because um, what you do is if you had like a letter, you would just say, what's the most common letter in this, or the most common character in this letter? And then you could just say like, okay, well, what's the most common letter used, like, character or letter i'm using letter interchangeably which i shouldn't um what's the most common character used in the language which in our case it's the letter e so let's say the m is the most common character used in the encrypted text then you could you could try to put e in there and then use like okay how many characters is it from m to e and then you could see if that creates a legible um text that you can read and then if that doesn't work, you could maybe try the second most common letter, which I think is S or A. And you can just keep going down until you crack crack the code. So that's a Caesar cipher. There's other ciphers like substitution ciphers where it's not sequential, where an A might be replaced by a T, but a B might be replaced by a D or something like that, right? So they have different ways of doing that. You can look up them. They're called like one-time pads or yeah, just a general substitution cipher. There's plenty of ciphers out there. But the the point is we want to try and create text that is unbreakable. Like, like you can't break it unless you have what's called as the key. And the key in a, a Caesar cipher, a key would be like the number of letters you're you're shifting the alphabet by, right? So if you're the key would be four if like you're replacing A with D and B with E. That would be your key. Uh, and we'll, yeah, the point is you want to be able to only read the text if you have the key. You don't want to be able to break, like, you don't want people to be able to break it 
without the key. Um, so, yeah, that's like that's the whole point of a cipher. And not some ciphers are a lot better at that than others. But um, like you could go watch. There's that movie. I forget even what it's called. It has like Alan Turing, and he's trying to break the German Enigma, and Benedict Cumberbatch is playing him. Uh, imitation game. Yeah, that's what it's called. But they're trying to break a German cipher. It's a substitution cipher. They would send radio messages. Um, and they would like, they would encrypt it based on like the time of day and like some other information. And like the allies didn't even know how they were encrypting it exactly. Cause they would always make sure to destroy the radio stations if their like bases were getting captured. So they were trying to break it forever and ever. And then finally they broke it with some help. They like, did capture, I think a radio station and they could see how they were encrypting a little bit. And so, yeah, that, that's an interesting story about encryption and history. But now what we use now is digital encryption. So instead of encrypting, like, characters, like A, three, B, Cs, right? And we use bits, zeros and ones. That's, how, that's, that's what we encrypt. And, of course, we represent all of our information with bits. Um, you can represent numbers, letters, pictures, videos with, with zeros and ones. That's how all computers work. And so we encrypt those using what's called a block cipher called AES. And that what that means is advanced encryption standard. And so what, what that does is it does like this some crazy math where you like you take the key, you take like the data, zeros and ones, and then you take a key and you might you like do what's called bitwise operations like exclusive ors and then you add stuff and then you you switch around the order of the bits and there's all these steps i've coded up before you can go look it up it's not a secret it's all out there advanced encryption standard aes and then does all those crazy steps using the key the key is just this like 256 bit key that like it's sprinkled in and you do math with that and your your original text and then you end up with encrypted bits which if you plugged it in to like a computer it would just be like garbly gook it wouldn't mean anything but the whole point is we send that we send the encrypted text across the network like the internet and a person can then decrypt it if they have that same key um just like any other cipher right just like with the seizure cipher before or a substitution cipher like we talked about they can they can decrypt it with the key. So that's how we use all of our encryption on the internet is through um, AES, which is, this is called symmetrical encryption, right? So symmetrical, it means that you use the same key to encrypt it as you use to decrypt it. So both sides need the key. And that does lend some problems because you're saying like, okay, how does someone across the world get the key right right how do we we just do we just send do we encrypt the key with another key but then how do we like send that key to the person like it can get really confusing um and that's what we're going to talk about is there's a thing also that's called asymmetrical encryption and what that is is we can they've developed this is what rsa is um or even diffie hillman's a type of that if you guys go look that up if you want but what that is is Asymmetrical encryption is you have one key that encrypts it 
and then a whole different mathematical key that's associated to the original key. But that's... Okay, I'll explain. I'll start over. You have one key that encrypts it and one key that decrypts it. They're related, the two keys, mathematically, and that's how it works, is you need one to encrypt it, one to decrypt it. So this is... Um, what's called public and private keys. You guys have heard of that. Like it's used in crypt- cryptocurrency. Like in cryptocurrency, you you sign your like, you say, I'm going to pay Norm $10, 10 Bitcoins. Then you sign it with your private key that you don't tell anyone. And then you have a public key out there that anyone can see. And they can tell, they'll decrypt, like you, you encrypt that information. I give Norm 10 Bitcoins. And then, what happens is people can take your public key and they can decrypt that and they can say, oh, he really did – He's that's really Greg saying that because only he has that private key. And only – like only with this pair of keys, like with only – with this public key, that's the only way that I can decrypt it is if the Greg has the private key. Let me say that again. That was confusing. So – if I encrypt something with my private key, no one else can decrypt it unless they have my – unless with my public key. And that's like – that verifies that I'm the one that sent that message that I'm paying Norm 10 bitcoins. OK. That was – that's a lot more clear. All right. So that's how we send symmetrical keys is through asymmetrical encryption. So let's say I'm sending a message to Norm. What happens is Norm has a public and private key. I have a public and private key. I will encrypt like information with Norm's public key and then I will send that across the network to Norm saying like hey I want to talk to you here's here's a key we can use a symmetrical key we can use on both ends um and then Norm can decrypt that on his end no one can tell what we're saying in the in between in the middle across the network and then he can, we can then start corresponding with our symmetrical key. On the, it's the same on both ends. So the question is, why don't we just encrypt everything asymmetrically? Well, it's a lot slower. That's the main thing. Um, yeah, that's the, just basically the main reason. Like asymmetrical encryption is a lot more slower to decrypt and encrypt. So what they, what we do is we only encrypt like the very basic amount of like, hey, here's our symmetrical key that we can use together. And send that across the network with the asymmetrical information. And then we start symmetrical, like symmetrically encrypting information between the two of us. So that's how asymmetrical and symmetrical encryption works. It's pretty cool. Um, It's used so much that like iPhones and computers have like specific chips that just do AES like all the time because like specific parts of the chips that are just designed to do AES so quick encrypt so quick um, because like so much what we do on the internet is encrypted, which is good. That's what we want. And that's the next thing I want to talk about is like, where does encryption happen? So you guys know like how the internet works and you know, the HTTPS means hypertext or hypertext, transfer protocol secure that's what s the s stands for so what that means is let's say i'm on facebook https facebook.com what that means is i've set up a secure connection with facebook where we've traded a symmetrical key i've used facebook's public and private keys i've 
we've like we've traded keys and we both have the symmetrical ends of the key and we're sending information back and forth so like i'll say hey i want to look at my news feed that's the type of information i'll send to facebook and then they'll send back pictures and names and posts all of it encrypted um and then my computer will decrypt it and then it'll my browser will populate it using HTML code, and then I'll be able to see my my newsfeed. So it's cool that all of like the requests and the data is all encrypted. What's not encrypted is that I'm talking to Facebook. So anyone on the network, they can see, oh, this IP address is talking to Facebook, right? And they could associate my IP address with me, and they could be like, oh, hey, Greg's talking to Facebook. Um, Usually that's not a problem, but let's say you don't want to be associated with an IP address. You don't want to be seen talking with, I don't know, there's plenty of reasons people don't want to. There's criminal activity, there's inappropriate things, there's plenty of like financial scamming or even political things where you don't want to be associated with that, where you say, okay, even if my data is encrypted, I still don't even want to be associated with that traffic going to that IP address. And that's where VPNs come in. And a VPN, what they'll do is, you, like a VPN is another computer out somewhere on the internet, you send your, like, your request, you're like, hey, I want to talk to Facebook. So what you do is you encrypt your request to the VPN, and all people see is that you're talking to a VPN, and then that VPN will send the request out to Facebook, and then you're just interfacing through a, a different node on in the network, a different computer, and then it adds another step where someone would have to like associate you with that VPN to know who you're talking to. If you're talking to Facebook or CNN or whatever. So that's the benefits of a VPN. Um, so VPNs, you, you really don't need them for just basic browsing, but it's really, if you don't want to be associated with some of your traffic, your IP traffic. So, and then there's the VPNs do stuff like that because to help people not even associate you with one VPN, they'll like, they'll switch you between different nodes in the network. They'll shuffle you around. So it's harder to like really get a full picture of what someone's web traffic looks like. And then the last place where I want to talk about where encryption happens is across a Wi-Fi network. So a Wi-Fi network does not use public and private key encryption. It just uses symmetrical encryption. So let's say I'm sending data to a Wi-Fi network. Um, and what the key is, it's just the password that you put in. So you create a Wi-Fi network password. That's um that's how we that's how we use that's how our web traffic between the Wi-Fi network is is encrypted. And again, that's not the biggest deal if you're using HTTPS, like it doesn't matter really too much if your Wi-Fi network's encrypted. All people could see is, oh, you're talking to Facebook. Which again, if like if you're not doing anything malicious or bad or sensitive or private, and even if it is private, like if you're talking to your bank account, like if you're using a secured connection, it doesn't matter if someone sees that you're talking to Wells Fargo. Like it would be bad if like someone sees that you're talking to the Al Qaeda or something. That would be where like, okay, I really don't want I really want a wi connected like or encrypted Wi-Fi connection. And the reason why Wi-Fi connections don't use like public and private key asymmetrical encryption is just because like that's kind of hard to set up and like there's a thing called verification like so I use public like Facebook's public and private key 
And there's like a chain of called certification where it's like, okay, I can really know that this is Facebook that I'm talking to. But like if we're using Wi-Fi, like there's really no known like way of verifying like, oh, this is a secured like network. Like you'd have to just trust the person like, oh, hey, this public and private, like this, this Wi-Fi network is set up correctly. And so what it does is it just uses symmetrical encryption and there's so many Wi-Fi networks out there, like so many that like all you do is you just tell, like ask your friend, hey, what's the password? And that's the way of verifying, oh, I can like, they're not going to give this just to some stranger who could eavesdrop on my network. So yeah, that's a whole other question is verification, but and like certification, but yeah, that is encryption in a nutshell. Um, this is a podcast I wanted to do just... I like this topic. It was like my favorite class in my computer science classes, security. So, um, and that's Parker's passionate about it. Apple's good at this. They encrypt all of your text messages so they don't see it. Only the end to end users do. So pretty cool stuff. And we'll talk to you guys later.